I'm Stan Lee. I've been writing stories for the young generation for the past 30 years. During this time, I think I've learned a lot about what young people think. More importantly, I think I've learned a lot about what young people are. We're going to try to present a voice that somebody will listen to. The voice is needed. We hope it will be ours. What's up, and welcome again, everyone, to another episode of The Nerdplate. And, Nerdplate. okay, don't do that. God, if I had a water bottle, I could spray you like the cats. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh you'll, you'll like, you'll like ad-libs when we do it, but you love Amigos and all. Well, yeah, because you are retarded, and they make money, and their music sounds cool. They make money, not music. It's a difference. They make both. Uh, plenty would <laughs> argue. I mean, that Quavo album, that Takeoff album? Take, takeoff was, you know, Fire and Quavo's album kind of hit number two. So, um, how many hit, how many number one hits you got? Oh, excuse me. How many, how many top? Uh, I mean, I'm not even an expert. I don't rap. So, you oh, know. okay. Okay. Hey, okay. you know what? That's not stopping some of these rappers. I need to get out there. See? Until you start making money and you, uh, at least you got something, you know, on any kind of chart. And I, I don't think you can comment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <clears throat> any damn way like i was saying before rudely rudely interrupted um you're back again for another episode of the nerd play your weekly helping of nerd culture black nerd culture i feel like we don't emphasize that enough we are black people even though he sounds like a white man wow you do sound like a white man on that one. Thank, thank you for just keeping us there so we can't sound smart and intelligent it's not a Oh no no no! We're bo- you're very intelligent. You just sound like a white man. You Thank look you. look, bro. Living up to that stereotype bullshit. Thank <laughs> you. No, really. It's not a stereotype. I have called people have called the store and have legitimately asked me why we were working together 
Where's the white guy? It's not a white guy. That one. Just saying, you know. Hey man, I talk. I'm educated. I don't. I don't talk like that. I I enunciate my words and everything. I just. I don't have the posh of your voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like busting your balls. I like fucking with you. Cause you you know it's so easy to mess with you. That's why it's fun. That's the day you start. You know, not responding to it. This is the day I'll probably stop. And much like I fuck with anybody, but you know, you you're not gonna stop, man. <laughs> That's why you keep feed. You feed me. You know, you keep me going. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate me? No, no. Uh, actually, I love you. Unlike you, trifling motherfucker. Hey, I, oh, he's got a white voice. Like, oh, look at this. Is the I didn't. Guy. I didn't say white voice. I said you sound like a white man. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Now, a white voice. You talk like this, and you know you'd have to eat your beans and rice, and make sure you go to milk and get your bedtime and all that kind of stuff. But you don't sound like that. You just sound like a white man. <laughs> I can sound like a white man. When we sound like a white man, make you feel better. No, no, I don't. Okay. I, just, I heard that so many times as a child. Hey, nigga, you sound like a white man. How how the fuck you think it made me feel when I look like a white man? How do <laughs> you think I had to deal with that? Shit. I'm light-skinned, brother. You know how long it took me to be black? Almost 20 damn years. You can get over it. Shit. You had to, like, show them, look, I play two cases like you. And they're like, mm, not No, nigga. <laughs> Show us your Jordan collection. Okay, I got it. It's right here. Oh, okay. All right. Your, your, your black membership is pending. Mm. Nah. See, I just don't subscribe to shit like that. I don't, I don't worry about it. <laughs> <coughs> Any, anyway, again. Um, black nerd culture, yeah, covered that. Um, guys, we come here today on a very, very somber note. Um, we lost probably the epitome of creativity great stanley stanley martin lieber actually real name um born december 28th 1922 died yesterday november 12th 2018 um i don't when it hit me i think i don't even know how it hit me i think i was just well no i know what happened i was at work and we were at this training at uh and you know it was very boring so i'm doing everything but listening to the trainer for um the company that i work for i'm pretty sure i've said it on here but i'm gonna stop doing that but um the trainer's just going on i'm on my phone sitting next to my ceo and uh just i think rolling around on twitter and it's like breaking news uh or no actually yeah, I was on Twitter, and I saw breaking news, but then right there, uh, our group chat was like, bing, and of course I had to look, because usually there's some fuckery going on in there, but Mr. On Point was like, R.I.P. Stanley, I'm like, man, that ain't real, he fucking playing and all this kind of shit, and then I was like, okay, curiosity peaked, got a look, I hit all the major news sites, because, you know, people said that Michael Jordan had died before, we thought Tiger oh, yeah, Woods was they, dead. Uh, I mean, a lot, they said a lot of people were dead. They said uh, Andrew Lincoln was dead that one yeah, time. Yeah, right. They said Chris Watt was dead. And I was like, ah, man, right. they just fucking around. Stanley ain't no damn dead. But turns out, 
my man is actually gone. <laughs> and it hurts. It really fucking hurts because the internet ain't got no damn chill. And Do you see people already put like the damn like Avengers like fade away on him? I'm like, come on, y'all. I mean, that shit was so cold. Yeah, I was like, God, damn, man. Right. And then, did you see where, like, people are like, when, when some people are like, oh, you know, the creator of Marvel, some people are chiming in like, oh, uh, actually, he was, like, one of the founders. Don't forget about Jack Kirby. And it's like, we get it, y'all. Just chill out, man. We, we honor him, like, Stan Lee right now. Absolutely. Okay? Like, everybody knows about Jack Kirby. Everybody knows about, like, a lot of other people that were instrumental and Marvel's upbringing, but you know, Stanley is, Stanley the, is the face, goddamn. Bringing them to the fame, you know. That motherfucker's the face. Like, yeah, he was the face. Like when now you think of like, Apple, you think Steve Jobs. When you think Microsoft, you think uh, Bill Gates. Marvel, Stan motherfucking Lee. Yeah. Made Excelsior I mean, the coolest Lee, shit ever. Stanley and Jack Kirby, but yeah, no, Stanley, like Stanley, like I'm totally okay with everybody's like, oh, Stanley, because Stanley. I mean, you know, he, he did a lot. Granted, yes. Now, when he was in his younger days, yeah, he did a lot to block other comics, too. But Stan Lee was still a great person. Like, you can't <coughs> knock him for being a good manager. You know what I'm saying? And trying to, like, put his brand out there. Because that's all he was trying I, I'm saying, I don't even see anything wrong with that. He was just trying to make sure his shit got off. Fuck everybody else. So, I mean, you really can't get mad at the man for that. No, nah, you can't. I mean, granted, yes. Like, he could have, you know. He could have probably collaborated and been nicer, but. Yeah, he could have been nicer. He could have done more for the. I I get that. But at the same time, he still did a lot of things for the nerd culture, number one. Number two, the comic book culture and getting people in there, you know, despite whether they were on Marvel or not, he still had a lot of hands and a lot of other different things that did pave the way for a lot of people. So. Right. Give the man his credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he did a lot for us. Right. Because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the collection of X Men. We wouldn't have the collection of Excalibur. We wouldn't even have Spider Man for real. Nigga, you know we wouldn't have anything. We wouldn't have shit. Yeah, we really, like, we would have a few heroes, but we wouldn't have the cool teams that they had. Like, the 20 million teams of X Men. You wouldn't have that without Stan Lee, because Stan Lee. Was one coming in is like, oh, that be your hero's cool. Put them in this group and let's do this and let's market them as this. You know, like he he knew how to direct a universe, and you wouldn't have the Marvel universe without his help alongside all these other people that helped make True. I mean, Spider Man the Goat. Well, yeah, Spider Man the Goat. You can you can easily say that. Fantastic Four, not too crazy about, but that's just because right. they've been fucking up. It's not even a movie. Not not for me. It just wasn't. It wasn't fucking with me. I kind of wanted Johnny Storm to be more than what he was, but he never turned out to be what I needed him to be. So I always, I always look to X Men for my uh, my joy because everything everything I wanted was in X Men. Well, all the cool stuff happened in the X Men series. I think that's and in you know if we're talking about, like I guess we're kind of moving into that subject of like his greatest offerings. To me, like, I love X-Men. Like, I grew up on that shit. Because I grew up first on the X-Men animated series. And then my cousins one day hit me to the comic books. Like, oh, yeah, man. Here's here's where the real stuff is. And then it was over from there, man. Like, I mean, I still love the cartoons. But I love the comics. That was, once they got me onto that, man. So much crazy shit was going on in the comics. I loved it. I started, 
the complete opposite, actually. Didn't start watching Saturday morning cartoons for, uh, I didn't start watching, you know, X-Men. But I started with comic books because at the Boys and Girls Club that I went to, which mm-hmm. I ended up later working in life, um, we would get a lot of things donated to us. So we would get a lot of secondhand books, a lot of old, um, a lot of old stuff. And um, oh, nice. a couple of libraries had got together and gave us a bunch of children's books. But what was in that bitch? Comic books. And, you know, we didn't really know. They were just like magazines with shit with cartoons in them. But yeah. those those were my first comic books. And you know, Elder, you know what's funny? And, and I didn't even know this until like later on in my life. I didn't know that libraries carried, carried comic, comic books. books. Yeah. yeah. Like I used to just, when I started getting into comics, I used to just go buy comics. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, man, I could have saved so much money if I just would have went to the library. Yeah, that that's why they were there. Yeah. Shit. But I mean I still got my library right. card, nigga. I don't use it, but you know, I still got the damn thing. <laughs> For real? You still got it? Yes, nigga. I'm on my card number and everything. Well, I gotta say, the Hoover and Vestavia libraries are off the chain. Oh like, no, they... nigga. I'm talking Alabama Public Library, Birmingham, downtown, sir. Oh, for real? <laughs> and, you know, West End Library before they closed, but you, you know you can get a Vestavia one, right? I don't want a fucking library. What the fuck am I going to the library for? <laughs> I don't well, read for fun anymore. It, well, no. It, well, okay, reading. But, you know, here's another thing. Uh, kind of keeping in. I didn't know what was in the library. You know, they, they check out video games, too, right? Mm, I don't know that. And why would I do that? Because they have new video games, too. Mm. But I can just like, go to GameStop and, you know, do that. No, but I mean, for free. They don't charge you. Oh, they ain't got no new, new games. Yes, they do. So, that, <clears throat> like, my buddy Rodimus put me on to that. Like, they have new, like, because nobody knows about the video games there, they get the new ones in. They get, like, one or two copies, and then they oh, just sit there. See, that ain't worth me. That ain't worth it, because, you know, I guarantee I'm not the only motherfucker that does know. So by the time I try and go and let's say Fallout, Fallout comes out um, tonight, actually, I believe. I don't know. Oh, the Fallout <clears throat> 76? Yeah. Eh. I know you ain't playing it, but you don't play good games. But like, like I have the Fallout series. I just don't like that one because I like the solo experience. <sighs> I don't think the multiplayer is going to help it. Then don't play whatever, nigga. Like I said, like if I wanted to play Fallout, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only motherfucker to think, hey, the library got one. So no, it'd be a lot like, of people, I'm, I'm telling you, the library is a good place to go check out games because a lot of people don't know they have games. I'm good. I'd rather, because <laughs> one, I don't want to get a new library card. Two, I don't want to go to the library. <laughs> I would I would way rather spend my money and time at GameStop where I could just take the game back if I want, don't want it or, you know, like me. Put it in the the chest with the rest of them. So, <laughs> well, whatever. What is your favorite comic book growing up? Was it the X Men as well? Oh uh, well, X Men was kind of all we had. So, <laughs> okay. You know, we didn't have a lot of variety. We kind of just got, you know, it was good. You know, six or seven boxes full of books, but it was probably half a box of comic books. But <clears throat> and they were all X Men and a few spy a few Spider Man. And they weren't like, I, I I think I remember some of them, but and they weren't, you know, oh my God, it was so rare. I think they were just like generic titles, not generic titles. They just weren't ones that are 
super famous or something like that. Right. And then we didn't have complete sets. We literally got what they gave to us, which was whatever they had left over, I guess, that they didn't have uh, complete sets of, which was pretty much all of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Um, okay. Like damaged, all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like some holy shit, we got the vintage shit, vintage as Spider-Mans. We just got like extra Spider-Mans that they didn't need or they were overstocked or something like that. So that was my, those were my first comic books. At, you know, technically I was at the boys club when I was three, but that's because my dad ran. That's a different story. But Right, but now I'm like, what, what's your favorite? Oh, my favorite comic book of all time or favorite Stan Lee yeah, comic? Like, yeah, no, favorite, like, comic book of all time from Marvel. Let's just say that. Favorite comic book? Man, that's a... You should have asked me that shit earlier today when we was planning this. Fuck. Well, I'm asking you this now. <laughs> like, nigga, you, don't, you don't have one off the top of the dome? No, nigga, that's like asking me which which one of my nuts is my favorite. I can't pick one right now. <laughs> I'd have to, you know, check and, you know, bond and, you know, I don't know, nigga. Pass. Come back later. <clears throat> all right. Well, can you tell me a character that Stan Lee has influenced that you really like? Nightcrawler. Ah, oh, yes. Because yes. nobody gives Nightcrawler the respect he deserves. <laughs> he got treated like a bitch on um, X-Men Evolution. He got... Put some respect on his name. He got treated <laughs> like... Well, he wasn't even... No, he wasn't the original oh, the animated series, but so brief. Because he was cool as fuck, and back then, teleporting was like the best thing I can think of. And... We had the um, four-player X-Men game at the club where, you know, it's Wolverine, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Dazzler. Yes, I said Dazzler. <clears throat> and oh, stop. Y'all have the X-Men? Oh, yes, we had the stand-up arcade. arcade and, <clears throat> and I used to fight niggas for Nightcrawler because fuck everybody else. Nightcrawler's the shit. Uh, yes, Logan, too. Um, but, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler is, is still my favorite X-Men to this fucking day. Like, no question about it. I don't care. Wolverine can suck a dick. It's all about Nightcrawler for me. Because he was just smooth as fuck, and he was German. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was just cool. I really like yeah, Teleport. I, I like I like Nightcrawler because he had a lot of great storylines in the comics. That You're right, in the anime... He got no love. Yeah, and in the movies, they just didn't give him the love he deserved. But they didn't the give comics, him, man. Oof, those he had a so lot of like great story arcs, and <clears throat> a lot of the story arcs were like a discussion between who his father was, Mystique, and you know, it was whether or not, you know, like he was like his father, or he was gonna be more like Mystique, or he was just gonna be his own person. And then he played important roles like saving people, like in Age of Apocalypse, he was part of the. Uh, Rest the teams upon the crystals. Mm-hmm. It was man, like he, like he's dope. I, I agree with you. They need to give my boy more love. Um, that's like, like one of the, cause we did a hashtag Excelsior. Mm. Um, in terms of um, you told me that, character. but I completely ignored it, and I'm, I'm not apologizing for it. But um, yeah, what was it about? I it didn't... was so what we did was like <clears> one of, cause they already have a hashtag Excelsior for other stuff. Mm-hmm. One buddy said hashtag Excelsior with like a lowercase e to like select a, a, a character from the Marvel Universe um, that you feel represents you. And so I'm curious to uh, know which one you picked. 
What'd you say? I'm very curious to know which one you picked. I picked Gambit, man. Like Gambit. Yeah, Gambit is. I know who Gambit is. <laughs> What's that? I know who he is, but I'm. You, go ahead. I'm not. I'm not gonna shut your shit down just yet. <laughs> well, Gambit. I, I like him because Gambit is a very quiet yet complex creature. He's a very powerful mutant. I mean, yeah, he's a ladies man. That's not what we're the same. But like, about to say. Very complex, like just everything that happens to him, from him running with the thieves and like, you know, his whole relationship that's falling off again with Rogue and how much he loves her, and then you mm. know him going back and forth between the externals and the X Men, like, you know, he went through a lot through like even in the Age of Apocalypse, he gets turned into one of the, um, well actually no, Age of Apocalypse, he's fine. Before Age of Apocalypse, when Apocalypse picks the Horseman, which is another storyline, mm. uh, you know, he becomes one of the Horsemen of Apocalypse. And that's because he is an alpha mutant. A lot of people don't know that because he never lets his kinetic energy build up enough to where it's that dangerous, except for when he went blonde. But, I mean, Gambit goes through a lot, and he's still this quiet creature just hangs out in the background. But he's very cunning, very smart. Uh, that's my boy. I like Gambit. Man, Gambit is that nigga. I can't lie. Um, kind of. I not gonna lie. X Men Origins did a, a pretty good job with Gambit, just for the briefness that that he was there, and you know, expressing like, oh, he has telekinetic powers. But you know, that movie aside from that, and a couple other things was pretty trash. But you know, you don't really see a lot of Gambit uh, in media. He's kind of one of the X-Men that time forgot because let's be honest, if it ain't Wolverine, we don't really give a shit. <clears throat> well, because, you know, he... So what made me mad about the whole Gambit thing is Gambit was in the first Marvel vs. Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom 2, but then when they got the three, they took him out and then the new Infinite was garbage, so nobody cared. But he was in one and two and he was a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also in X-Men Mutant Apocalypse on Super Nintendo when Capcom had the license to do their like side-scroller beat-em-ups, which was really great. Um, he also appeared in the Sega game of X-Men and X-Men 2 done by Sega, which was really good. Um, but yeah, he he was also he was a mainstay in the in the animated series, the original one about Sabin, but then when they did that crappy one that was based off the movies. I didn't like that anyway. He wasn't. I don't think he was in that one, but yeah, I, I agree. Like they, I would love to see him and Nightcrawler get used a lot more. Like I would love to see them bring back like X Men Alpha Flight and just make like a movie where it's just like the Alpha Flight guys, which is like Gambit. Uh, well, I may be mistaken, but I, I think either Gambit or Nightcrawler is part of that, and I remember Angel or Archangel being a part of it too. So I would love to see that come back. Be- I have no idea what that is. <clears throat> oh, they, uh, okay, so a long time ago, uh, when the X-Men, like, in the 90s, when X-Men were, like, together, like, Wolverine, Storm, Cyclops, Jean Grey, all the, they had three different types of teams. They had Alpha, Gold, and something else. But, um, Gambit was always on... I want to say he was always on Alpha, but I'm not sure. It's been so long. But anyway, they just that's how they broke up uh, all the team members. Um, 
because you know everybody just knows like Beast, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Jubilee, Gambit, Wolverine, and you know and Nightcrawler. Right, that's because they're like majority alpha, but they were also like Iceman, Forge, uh, Angel before he became Archangel, no. uh, and like three or four other people. Mister Worthington. Like, what you say, Mister Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it was, it was a <clears throat> lot of people, and we just, yeah, like the cartoon came out. They're like, ah, we can use like eight, and then oh yeah, and Rogue. Don't forget about Rogue. Yeah, in Rogue. Yeah, in Rogue. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rogue. She was the other uh, Southern Bale, Southern character. But they was like white Southern, and it was cool. Rogue was uh, tight. I loved the woman who played her voice for the animated series just did such a great job. It was crazy. I just like Wolverine because he he, he pretty much did what he wanted, and he was not having any of Cyclops' shit on a regular basis. Even in the cartoon, I know. He did such a good job. He was like, No, Wolverine, we can't do this. He's like, Motherfucker, who you talking to? <laughs> like, the like, nigga, don't get... have to, like, drain his powers to keep him from going after Morph's uh, killers. And he's like, Man, don't get it twisted. I kill you. Right. <laughs> you forget. <laughs> Man, or the Tom Sabretooth snuck up in there and he was like, I'm telling you, Professor X. Sabretooth ain't no good, because that was really, that was in the comics, where he did that. And Professor X like, no, Logan, you know, this is telling you we can rehabilitate him just like we did you. He's like, alright, fucking up, Chuck. And he left. <laughs> and he had his ass beat. Right, and Shooter Sabretooth went into it. He's <clears> like, I told y'all this was gonna happen. And Wolverine kicked Sabretooth's ass. It was great. Like he does every time. Every single time. But, man... Like all the and I mean, <clears throat> like X Men is probably one of his more famous, obviously. But uh, right. like I'm saying, the man was pretty much responsible for the Marvel universe. I I'll go ahead and fucking say it. Yeah, Jack Kirby did it, but Stan Lee was there for legitimately everybody. Well, when you when you talk and about, Steve Ditko, let's not leave out Ditko. Yeah, that's what it's like. There, there are there are at least five or six people at the the founding table. Oh and yeah, like, it was so like it was like Manili, um, damn Bill, Bill somebody, fuck it, Bill, Don, John, Steve, Jack, and Stan. I think I got them names. I don't know. I could look these things up, but I don't fucking feel like I'm tired. No, I feel you. It's um. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. You could, like, it. it's, uh, I mean, you, you have those founding five or six. And, I mean, the reason why a lot of people know Stan Lee's because Stan Lee's the one that's like, okay, I'll go to California. I'll go here in Hollywood, and I'll try to get us some stake, excuse me, there, you know, try to get our names out there so we can try to get comic books into movies. Mm-hmm. Because without, that's the one truly big thing and big achievement um, that Stan Lee can definitely say that like it was him because without him you wouldn't really have a lot of the comic book movies because I mean he fought hard because when they first got there Hollywood didn't want anything to do with it. in fact you saw what they did to well you know well, you're not old enough to remember but like the old like Captain America TV show was like you mean like from the 80s what now you mean the one from the 80s or the 70s yeah, like the one from the eight. Like, you know, oh, no, nigga, I seen hard. commercials for that. Uh-uh. Yeah, he had to fight hard, Elroy, just to get that. 
And so, you know, he had that going on. And then, you know, he had them trying to do Punisher, which, you know, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, which wasn't so bad. But it wasn't it, good. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. And then he had, like, he had the option. He had the Lou Gehrig fucking Hulk. Yeah, he had, yes, yeah, that one. He had to try to option TV for, like, that. And uh, he was trying to bring Generation X to TV. That's why they finally got gifted at Fox, because Fox originally was doing Generation X, but they never treated it correctly. And so, yeah, that was all over the place, too. Damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, because trust me, I have seen previews for all them old-ass Marvel movies, and, you know, I appreciate... It's like you. I appreciate where you come from, and I appreciate your history, but my nigga, we don't need that shit now. Yeah, like, like my mean, guy put put a cell phone in the movie. Jesus. No, you know what else? Remember the um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you see this, but the Japanese Spider Man that was like a Sentai like like Power Rangers show. Have you seen that? Absolutely not. It was hilarious. Stan Lee because he he did he tried hard. He um he got uh so he did two cool things. One, he crossed over to Japan and was like, hey, option out our stuff. Please, you know, do something with them. And that's when they came up with Spider-Man, which is his own Sente series. And Spider-Man even had a mecha sword, which was crazy. Oh, that um, sounds gangster already. What well, no? That sounds gangster already. Dude, it's hol- You got, like, look on YouTube, bro. It is so tight. It was it was awesome. Um, And it's part of the canon now because in the Spider-Verse, they talk about that. But also, he put his wife in the original Spider-Man, the animated, not the original, I'm sorry, the second one, which came out in the 90s on Fox. His oh, wife, I remember that one. Yeah, she, uh, she played Madam Web. I hated that bitch. I really did. <laughs> I really yeah, did, because she was... She was, showed up, none gonna happen. She was one of, more, one of the more annoying characters in any, in any comic book, because she literally didn't help Spider-Man the fuck at all. But gave nope. him these cryptic ass warnings and shits like, oh yes, and we never explained one. Well, I never found out where the fuck she came from, what her power was, and what her purpose was. I'm sure yeah, I, if I watched the show all the way through, I would have explained that or read a comic book or something. But God, she used to frustrate the shit out of me. Like God, let me just never, let me just never, fight. In the animated series, they never explained it. And I don't know what he did in the comics. I know in the comics she trained him one time. Yeah, because she taught him like the way of the spider. That's that little weird fighting style he used. But other than that, what the fuck has she done from a dude? Peter Parker got enough stress. She's like she's like a more annoying watcher the watcher. Like you just know some shit's about to go down because every time she showed up, every time this motherfucker show up, like oh lord, what now? or like every time she like showed up in the comics, you were just like, "Oh, well, here comes the saga," you know? Right. Sure enough. And then <clears throat> it would seem as though it would be a side quest from what he was really supposed to be doing. Like I, I, I specifically remember one episode where Venom was fucking up the work, fucking up, you know, um, New York like normal. He was on the way, and for some reason, went down, jumped over a building. And got distracted. Went down there. Oh shit! It's Madam Web. Madam Web sent him on this random ass quest to go for. Yeah, she just zapped him. She didn't even give him a choice. Yeah. Like, hey, come with me. Right. Like, 
sent this nigga on this random ass quest to find out some random ass shit that had to, something to do with a villain one that you ain't heard about in like three four episodes like doc ock be doing something i need you to do this for me spider and all <laughs> meanwhile venom over here fucking shit up and slobbering all over you know any bitch that walked past him but madam web really needs us to go get this shit and you know what's funny? The funniest part of Battle Web is the one time she did show up is when he needed her ass. Is when the dude was going around eating the spider totem. Yes. Like she didn't even show up. She was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> like, ah, oh, he'll be fine. No. I was like, yo, please go help him, man. Because that was that's what Spider Verse was. Was like, hey, guys, some dude's going and wiping out all the spiders. We gotta come together and stop him, or else nope, he's gonna fuck kill it. everybody. Nope. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I I can't even ugh, just ugh bitch, but uh, that's just me. Now, let me ask you this now. You know, to, okay, you no, know, you go first, and then I'm gonna go. Okay, uh, going back to Stanley, um, so a lot of people don't know this. Um, there was a Key and Peele sketch to where uh they were making fun of Stanley coming up with characters. Which was kind of true from what I've about, heard. Like, I'm about to say, my nigga, have you ever seen that show? Yes. That, that show was hilarious. Yes. But it was it was funny because it was very true because they were talking about, because um, I, I love Key and Peele, but they were talking about how he was trying to like come up with different. That's very true, too, is that like most of his power lied in the direction that he had for most characters. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you that. Do you think... If that was where his magic was, or do you think his magic was in creating the few characters that he created, or or how do you like? Where do you think he was like the he, man in terms of the comics? Um, I think we, you don't miss. Like Stan, Stanley was definitely good at a bunch. To me, I think his greatest talent was making characters that people could relate to. And so I guess the first, the right. the latter when creating those people that he did, but he created them for a fucking reason. Like when you, like to me, my nigga, I was good 17, 18 when I found out that X-Men was like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. I was like, nigga, what? Yeah, that was Who so in the like fuck? Was a kid. That was cool. Cause we learned that. Um, nigga, you can, class. you could have told me that shit back then. I wouldn't believe you. I mean, like yeah. this. This looked like rock my fucking world as an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, like I mean, bro, he. It was <clears> funny <throat> because he, he did like that was their way because they wanted to speak on the civil rights movement, but they they. But you ain't gonna no black characters in there. Just right. like, nah, let's make white people do it. Right, and, and that's and, <clears> and <throat> I get what they were trying to do because back then, you know, the comic book there was actually a rule book in the comics where you couldn't have so many people of color. You couldn't have, you know, lesbians, gay. None of the LGBT could be in comic books, period. Well, and no. it had to stay to a certain standard. And so he was like, all right, well then, you know, fuck it. Like, we're going to try to tell the plight, but we're just going to replace the characters around. He even, um, even at one point, Jack Kirby, when he was working on Black Panther, they were like, oh, well, you need more white people in that. He's like, more white people? Okay. <laughs> and he put the Ku Klux Klan in one of the issues, so it was Black Panther versus the Klan, and it was hilarious because it was it was exactly what he wanted, but Black Panther was still 
killing like bad white people. <laughs> you mean white people in general? Right. It's <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true, shit. <clears throat> <laughs> we don't all feel like that, guys. Shout, shout out to the non alt rights. Um, but yeah, it was it was just crazy, man. Because we found that out in class one time. So one of my teachers was like a huge nerd, and he was talking about that too. Was, we were like, "What, really?" He said, "Yeah, that's where they got that's where they got the inspiration from." And sure enough, that's always been their inspiration. And so I thought that was really cool. It's like you said. Him as as a creator, just being able to force that, you know, like like how he treats Spider Man, like that's his baby, man. Know. What's that? That's his baby. That's it what you absolutely know. know. He he treated he made Spider Man to react, or basically he made Spider Man represent the common people. So like mm-hmm. when the recession happened, he made Spider Man lose his job. You know, when we were doing well as an economy. Spider-Man had the big time where he was, you know, doing well. Like, and so it, it was really cool to see him do that with one of his favorite characters, you know. Right. See what I was going to say was a very, very little fact. Stan Lee actually worked in D.C. too. <coughs> yeah. He, mm-hmm. he produced um, <clears throat> multiple Superman comics. He loved detective comics. So Batman, whoo, hot damn. Um <laughs> He fucked around. I mean, basically fucked with the the entire Justice League. He did a couple right. of Robin shits. He did Shazam, um, Green Arrow. What? No, that's Justice League. Fuck, I keep in it. Uh, he did one of the Crisis. Um, I can't remember which Crisis, but I think it was Crisis on Infinite Earths. But uh, Stan Lee was a part of that too. So Marvel and DC comic, like I said, comic books in fucking general, unless you were like. Third party, not third party. Um, I don't know what you call off brand, not off brand comics, but not one of the two mains, obviously. But Stanley had hands in everybody's shit. Like if it's a comic book, I bet someone ran that shit by Stanley somewhere. Oh, Even absolutely. like new shit. That's why absolutely. he, along with Jack Kirby, are like Disney legends. And they are because. When you and I mean much better at it because you know I mean even I mean Walt Disney he still had a vision but then oh no Walt the goat what's it Walt the goat oh yeah totally but like after him you had uh, what's the guy's name Michael Eisner who didn't do such a good job and then now (laughs) Bob Iger who's just like whatever no you can't you can't get mad at Bob Iger because Iger has quadrupled. He has quadrupled the Disney Empire. Like, it's yeah. not even funny. Like, I saw a yeah. chart of all the shit that Disney actually owns. Bro, he could he could go he could commit genocide, or like if Walt Disney was still alive, the man could legitimately commit genocide and no one could stop him. No, exactly. Like, cause that's cause that's and, too and much shit to control. Like, I guess that's why. Walt Disney was so revered because he did. He did so much. And then, you know, Michael Eisner had no idea what the fuck he was doing. So he just copied everything Walt was trying to do. And that wasn't working for him because he didn't know what direction to go in. And then, like you said, Bob Iger is the one that came in and just got this money and said, hey, let's buy LucasArts. And it was just like, yo, can he do that? Can he do that? I mean, no one said he couldn't do that. And then he bought it. (laughs) And then, let's get Marvel. Huh? Wait. Can he do that? Came in and said, I just did cash and slammed his head down. Like, 
Bezos learned from him. You know? <laughs> that's, look, that's next. I'm telling you, Bezos. Bezos, you know what? Bezos, Bezos can't buy Walt Disney, bro. He can't do that. Look, bro, I'm telling you. He gonna try, though. He gonna try that. He gonna do the streaming service. And what? Amazon already got a streaming service. It's called Amazon Prime, and don't nobody watch that shit. Well, I don't watch that I know, shit. but I'm talking about he's going to start doing games. He's like, oh, y'all oh. do games? We're going to do games. And they going to get DC, because he's going to get that DC money, and then he's going to fire all them dudes and start hiring some real people. I but mean... He's going to get this money. <laughs> that dude paid a billion in cash for Lord of the Rings. He about to like... Basically, like, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. <laughs> But that would be that would actually be interesting if he would if he were to acquire something like DC because we get an, again another revival, so that would be like seven in the past ten years, man. And um, that would honestly see better shit though. But yeah, because he got the money to do it. Like mm-hmm. he would overpay for every. I would love to be the production dude for him. I would because that's that's a lot of damn stress. That's like being Chris Brown's publicist. Every every day it would be a new phone call of like, bro, what, how? But it wouldn't be like bad shit. It would be like, how do you have the means to do? Who did you right. talk to? It's like, only been eight hours. Just just chilling. And Bezos calls you and he's just like, yo, man, we just inquired. Uh, we just acquired Universal slash NBC. Nigga, you own EBC now? What the fuck? Nah, yeah. and then you know the next day it's like, all right, bro, I need you to come down to Florida. Uh, we've we we have acquired NASA. We trying to get all this stuff out of here. I need somewhere to. I need you to find somewhere to put this rocket. Like, nigga, what? How? I quit. I I, I need a vacation day. I, <laughs> And he, ta- he, he let you, all right, go ahead, take a month, and then you got to come back. We got to do this shit. We about to get this money. <laughs> Man, whatever you say, dude. Man. But uh, did you know that October 2nd is actually Stan Lee Day? Mm-hmm. I, it is. I did not know that. So, yeah, it, um, had I known that, I'd have celebrated. But I've heard about that. I don't know. They did that shit like 2009. Mm-hmm. But, um... um so how do you like? I guess. What do you think makes Stanley so unique? Cause he was out there, bro. Like, Stan, <laughs> he is the epitome of the old man who won't sit the fuck down. Like my father. So true. Like so t- cosign. We told cosign. we told Stanley when he retired from uh he retired from Marvel. What um he officially he retired. Is. In like, I think we were still kids when he retired. No, 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 no. This was like recent. Not recent. It, it, I want to say it had to be in the 2010s where he like officially retired or 2000, pre-2010 maybe. Yeah, I can see that. because I want to say... When, that's, that's when the first Iron Man came out, right? Something like that. And I want to say like he officially like stepped down as, you know, uh, head nigga in charge at Marvel. But you know right. what? They kept him on the board, not as like, oh, it's his company. We're just going to let him, you know, die in that seat. Like they put him there and they still used him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, he he's such a s- central part of the universe, like comic books, movies, video games. He's he can. Stan Lee was like the glue that held everybody together because, you know, 
whenever there was like a new, I can't remember the last new hero that came out, but if there was some new shit, it wouldn't be like some white dude my age, like, hey guys, it's Marvel. Stan Lee be like, Excelsior motherfuckers, I got some new shit for you. Bam. And we would be like, okay, Stan, what's next? And and he's like, I'll see y'all motherfuckers later. And he pop up in the most random fucking spots. Like, you wouldn't see Stan Lee for a good two. I know I didn't see Stan Lee for a good three months. Played uh playing a damn Marvel game. Can't remember which one. Excelsior. What? I know who that is. And then, you know, another three months ago by this motherfucker was in Big Bang Theory. All right. Cool. Yeah, uh, that was funny. I remember that. Because he had the uh, Fantastic Four robe on and Sheldon like, and walked in his house. He's like, I'm calling the cops. I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> and I, one of my biggest regrets is um, he actually came to, was it Dragon Con? Yeah, Dragon Con was actually his last, I think, con. It event. was his last no, Comic Con that year was his last one, but he That's definitely it, yeah. stopped in Dragon Con and it was in Atlanta and I did not go. And I had plans to go. But I think, you know, something else came up and I forgot and I completely missed out on that opportunity. I and wanted to go, um just because I like going I mean, to Dragon Con. I, I didn't even know he was gonna be there. Right, right. And and, and uh it's um I don't know, man, like I would want to have met Stanley, but like they say, never meet your heroes, right? And then I wanted to meet him when I was in a position of power. Like I wanted to meet him when I had Red Dreams Interactive at like a higher standing. That like he could like I don't know either give me some words of advice or like respect where I came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know if I would have stepped to him as just like this young player, you just like ah whatever. But I think I would have liked to have met him when he was in his right mind and kind of just like, so what What clicked in your head to, to make you think this, you know, the shared universe about adult fairy tales would be a good idea? Mm-hmm. Because that's basically what they were. Like, I mean, these comics, and the reason why they call them comics is because they were in the newspaper before they were before in they their were own in... serial magazine, yep. you know. And I read the funny pages up until I was 17 years old. Right, and and you have, and a lot of people don't know that, like, you know, and because by the time we were kids, they were already that those kind of things had their own magazines. But you know, back in the nineteen fifties and sixties, it was just know, called I, the funny papers. Nah, nah, <laughs> they all talk like this. See, nah, nah drink your Ovaltine. Nah, nah. Oh, love that. Uh, no, you don't love that <laughs> era because they were just calling you nigger. Yeah, get that black. Right, so racist. And- Everybody quick talk like this. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a movie, yeah, yeah. He's not worth a damn, yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's how we got so many great comics, man. And and I would love to have asked him what made you think that would be an okay thing and and, and what, what made you stake your whole... Because, I mean, he did, like, so many times. He staked his whole life on a lot of these comic book, like, mm-hmm. recipes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things like what makes because like as a creator myself, you know, I was like I've staked a lot on what I have, but I want to know like does he feel the same like just like with uh, Shigeru Miyamoto with Nintendo like when he did Mario like this dude was living in like a little small studio apartment with a crazy super and it's like did you stake everything on this? How did that feel? I was about to say uh, you, you might be a 
you a creator and everything, but Stan Lee is like the king of double down, double down on like 18 and blackjack. Right, like, you know, my nigga went balls deep, balls deep. Right, and and that's like I wanted to ask, like, how did that feel, and what did you like? Because I'm sure he felt fear, and I'm sure he felt like this shit probably ain't gonna take off. Because you know, at one point, people thought comics were dead. Like they were like, it's never gonna take off again. What's gonna happen? You know, and for him to kind of keep just coming back. And throwing himself on that that spire, you know, along with a lot of other people, because you know, again, he wasn't the only person. And a lot of comic, sadly, a lot of comic creators. And that's another thing, guys. If you're listening to this right now, it's very important you support comics. Like I, I totally get it. If you're just like, nah, I don't care. That's cool. But if you like the movies, if you like, if you felt like Stanley did something for your life, go and support comics because so many people. So many comic creators and so many comic content writers and creators for comics die penniless and hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, to go out there and support comics. I'm not saying that the money's going to go directly to them, but when they're out there trying to push their stuff, when you see someone who's independent and they're out there trying to push the comic, support them because, you know, the, the guy who did Batman is a great example. I forgot his name. Bob uh, Kane? No, not Bob Kane. It's the guy that Bob Kane didn't give the money to. Oh, you mean the guy who he technically money. stole the um, design from? Yeah, it's, it's that guy. I forgot his name, but they did a whole movie on it, which was great. But that was the saddest thing I've ever watched because that dude died in a small apartment. Mm-hmm. Bob Kane, like, took that nigga shit over. It was, um... Right! It, I know his name. Give me a second. Uh... Because it was Bob and Bob. Bill. Bob and Bill. Yeah. Like, um, it was Bill Finger, right? Bill Finger. That's who it the Bill fuck Finger. it was. That motherfucker. That's yeah. the saddest story ever. And, and it's so hard as a content creator, especially when you play the comic game, because you got to create the content, but you also got to go get that shit published. And it's so hard to self-publish. Like, that was such a sad event that happened to him because he basically did all the work and, you know, he barely got anything for it, whereas Bob Kane got all the credit. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the latest Batman vs. Superman movie they finally started putting Bill Finger on as a co-creator of Batman. And that was important, you know, because DC just ignored his whole family lineage. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that's why you copyright everything. What's that? That's why you copyright everything. Right, right. And that's and that's what I want to know. That's why I want to meet. Like, I'm already sad I couldn't meet Awada. I'm sad I couldn't meet uh, Stan Lee and just ask him that question. I would love to meet Shigeru Miyamoto or uh, uh, Hinrabi Sagarichi, the guy who did Final Fantasy, just to know. Because, you know, Final Fantasy is the same story. The Final Fantasy franchise, which goes on forever now and mm-hmm. kind of end, but whatever. He was, that was it. That was his last game. This dude put out five games and they were terrible. And they said, this is it. This is the last game. You don't do well. We're shutting down the studio. And the dude called it Final Fantasy and put it out. And it was like the greatest thing he ever released. And so I just want to know, like, what is that feeling like? Because it, it's so devastatingly fearful that, like, you're going to spend all this time creating something and it's going to suck. Because that's how I feel about making my video game. Like, I was working on it and I was talking to somebody before we started this. 
and you just it, that existential fear of just whether it should exist and shouldn't exist and whether people are going to like it and it's going to be good or whether it's going to be a failure it's just always looming because even when I was doing it I was just thinking about that shit so I with Stan Lee because he faced it so many times I just want to know like what was it like what did he do and what did he what does he suggest and how other ways of you know helping that because it, it it comes up on you man especially trying to create something it's just like mm-hmm. you know it can all blow up see you better than me i ain't creative like that i'm only <laughs> creative with my my natural presence that's about as creative as i get but uh Nah, you got some cringe. I do, just, but you know, I, I, I just don't, I don't, cause I don't draw. I, I really can't draw. I hate drawing. Like, I, I, stupid. Okay. Side note, embarrassing story for Elroy. Um, at training, um, you remember when I was gone and I had to go to Atlanta for that training? Yeah. All right. That was a part of the corporation in which I worked for. Um, all over the country, everybody comes to, or, a bunch of people come to Atlanta for what we call director's training. So I'm in a group with about 10 to 12 people. Um, Some CEOs, some program directors, some operations. You know, it's spread out, right? So we had to, um, we had to play Pictionary. And we had five things to pick from and I picked Model the Way, which I could explain what that is. You're supposed to like model to your employees that work for you what you want mm-hmm. for them to be. So I had to illustrate that. So yeah. my dumb ass thinks, okay, I can draw some modeling shit. So I tried to draw letters, you know, like America's Next Top Model. So hopefully somebody would get it. Nobody got it. So I tried to draw a modeling stage and then the timer ran out and I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. I drawn a really big dick in front of 12 people. And I had to show this <laughs> to the larger group, which was about 50 people. So... That's why Elroy doesn't draw anymore. And that happened recently. <clears throat> so, my creativity exists um, in other forms, not art. <clears throat> and I, I actually still have that. So, a bunch of people who make more than $100,000 saw me draw a dick in Atlanta, Georgia with, like, my nice clothes on. Wait, so, <clears throat> like, so, you had a... <laughs> I was trying to draw a runway... But I was trying to draw it the wrong way. <clears throat> and then you draw like two buildings and then just draw like a straight shit. <laughs> I draw I tried to draw a runway as if you would look at it from on top of a balcony. So it was like long parts and then the two long parts came together and they stretched out. And then I tried to draw like people on it and then it just got worse and worse. So that's why Elroy doesn't draw for people anywhere. <clears throat> I have to post that picture if I still that's have it. No, oh, no, it's not hilarious because that was the one time <laughs> that was one of five times in my life where I felt shame, and I think I turned red. <laughs> and I can count five times, but that was one, and I, oh God, I felt awful. And, you know, everyone was like, oh, man, it's okay. It was good. You know, it was creative and all that shit. And I was like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it happens, though, bro. It, it do happens. happen. But, see, I, I don't have that kind of shit 
where I could deal with stuff like that. And then I didn't know anybody there, so that was even worse. Wow. But, yeah, so. But anyway, back to Stanley and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate um, niggas like Stanley um, also because he truly did start from the fucking bottom. Like, in his autobiography, he talks about, like, he had to fill up the dude's ink wells so they could do their drawing. And then he yes. moved up to getting them lunch. And then he moved up to erasing pencil marks on the final drawing. And, you know, then he got his own filler comic uh, parts. Then he moved up to his own comic. Like, the steps my guy took to get where yeah, he was. That's that's why, like, a that's, lot of them... That's the grind. I guess it's so hard on the younger generation is because, yeah, he took, like, I mean, leaps and bounds from where he started to get to where he is. Uh-huh. That is for damn sure. I mean... And, like... But it's not really fair how we how the young the older generation treats some of the younger. Uh, I guess we're gonna pause because of the train. Yeah, hold up. All right. <coughs> Fuck. <coughs> I, I did that. I coughed. <coughs> Excuse me. What? Do yeah, you, no. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, continue. I cut you off. Oh no, no, no. You get. You were just saying you appreciate Stanley, and we were talking about the start from the bottom. Like now, we here. Now we help. Um, no, like I just like you were saying, like you don't understand why like the old people are so hard on us. Yeah, but no, yeah, because like my father's old, and uh, you know, in his in his eyes, you know, I couldn't do shit right because I didn't do it the old way. And I think what a lot of the older generation mistakes for is that time moves on; things get easier with time. Like, right. you don't have to use the damn donkey and plow to plow the fucking field. We have things to do that for us now. But right. they was raised like probably, in hard working. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm not going to get mad that, you know, like, kids can get out there now. With lawn, like, you know, we used to cut the lawn. Well, you still cut your lawn more. I pay somebody for my fuck that shit. But, <laughs> you know... Kids get out there with the rumpus like lawnmower. Have you seen that? And they can just program the logic to it. Oh yeah, I mean you can do that. Yeah, and and you know people are mad about that, but it's like you like you just said, we can't stick to the old ways forever. You do have to right. adapt. And you know the old generation, you know, value because they're part of that that version of America that valued hard work value dedication and you know the pull yourself up by your bootstraps logic worked back in the day because that's what you legitimately had to do like right. my nigga it was a depression you got to work the fuck hard so you can make this shit work but it's 2018 my nigga we can get like I can cash up you $20 right now and it ain't no thing right but, you can get molly mopped out of here like right, not, like niggas used to have to go hard. through a hard day's labor for like nothing, and right, exactly. These places are out here telling us to work as hard as we can, and then you know they don't pay us what we deserve. Right, and it's like we're like, okay, well then there goes company dedication because you know that was the problem back then is that these people believed in their companies. They're like, oh no no no, this company. Is gonna take care of because you know they actually did. Like back then, we could work 
any full-time job and I could afford a house, a car, and a whole family. That shit is amazing nowadays. Because mm-hmm. it takes like three jobs just to support one family. Mm-hmm. And that's because, you know, this country is minimum wage laws are fucking ridiculous. Now, I, like, I don't... I stand in the middle on a lot of a lot of issues, like the abortion thing. I stand in the middle because there's both sides, like the minimum wage thing. Like I can understand why people need eleven dollars an hour because that seven fifty is not a livable wage. I don't give a fuck who you say. No, and and GameStop not. was the champion of starting motherfuckers at seven fifty, and exactly. I hated like, that. It, it, no raises, my guy. I totally get that. But the problem is, is that we can't, we have to get livable wages for everybody. And that's what I keep trying to get everybody to understand. Like, we don't just need to change the normal wage. All wages need to be changed. There needs to be a total restructure. Or you come to a lot of these, like, little apartment places and these complexes and these housing places. It's like, okay, either you guys are going to start matching what the economy is right now, or you're going to get regulated hard. That's mm-hmm. what needs to start out. And, you know, back in Stan's day, I guess, which I guess what was that like, fuck, he was Great Depression era. So 30s and 20s. So yeah, well, yeah, 30s and 40s, because he was born in 1923 or 22, um, I mean, 22. Yeah. So that was let's see. That was pre-Depression. So, yeah. I mean, but back then, you know, America valued the hardworking man. And, you know, if you work, that was back then when you, if you work hard enough, you get, the, you get benefits for it. Like you saw growth right. and you moved up very, very easily here. You got 40 other motherfuckers trying not to get your job. Right. Every day. So <laughs> every, and then on top of that, with no regulation to employers whatsoever. Oh, employees can regulate out the ass, but employers can do whatever the fuck they want, and we just gotta deal with it. He who make who holds the gold makes the rules, bro. That's it, man. And it's and you know they wonder why. Because that's another thing. Then we'll go back to Stan Lee. Is that you know a lot of old people wonder why we don't really like love these corporations or like try to aspire to get like a good paying jobs, like because they don't give a fuck about. Like mm-hmm. you just said, we don't, we barely get benefits if we get any. You got to be full time or salary on that one. They don't even want to do salary anymore because that's too much money. So they want you to basically work overtime just to get fucking money nowadays. They don't want to do bonuses either. Mm. And it, it's ridiculous, bro. Like, man. Crazy. But, uh, I, I, that's kind of got off topic, but. Mm. It just it just makes you show that he was the epitome of fucking hard work. Right. And when I say hard work, my nigga went from like being nothing to being the when you say comic book, you automatically think of Stan Lee before you think of anybody else. You do, and he didn't even create the first comic book. He didn't even create he the didn't. first superhero. He didn't. He just he just made one and believed in that shit so hard. He honestly, he was like LeVar Ball back in the day. He believed in his shit so motherfucking hard, and he made Stanley people never lost. <laughs> not in the finals, baby. I'm 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 two and two in the finals. Like my nigga, you ain't never been to the finals. 
His but, boys go hard on the paint every time. Fuck LeBron. <laughs> and I mean, like, like I'm believe I'm believing my shit so hard, and I'm gonna make you believe, and I'm gonna get behind it, and I'm gonna make sure there's people around me who believe in me the way I believe in my shit. Like I need exactly. Stanley believed in his looked at his work like. Keenan and Kale or Kale used to look at orange soda. And if you watch Keenan and Kale back in the day, that nigga loved orange soda more than he loved his own mama. I do. I do. I, I do. do. But, um, uh, oh yeah. I, before we get to, uh, we got to wrap it up soon. Um, they have filmed, I think the next six or seven Stanley cameos for yeah. the um the next phase so uh i saw a quote yesterday that said you know every time we go to the movies and we see stan lee in the cameo one day that's gonna be the last one and we're gonna know it so take care and cherish the man while he's here and i was like fuck why would i watch this why would i see this shit now that he's dead yeah <clears throat> man we got captain marvel we got Avengers 4. Which is now rumored to be like three hours long. Yes. Hey, look, I'm here for all of it. it I don't think I don't think it's gonna hours long. I don't think it's gonna be no damn three hours long, man. Which one? Uh Captain America or Avengers 4? Oh no. First of all, Captain Marvel can't be four three hours long. That shit is gonna I think Avengers 4 they keep saying Avengers 4 is gonna be like four hours long. Or three hours long. Well if <laughs> And we, we got to do that, but we'll do that closer to Avengers 4. But if, if if what we think is going to happen based on what we know from the comics... It ain't, but, you know, you can try. Yeah, right, right. I, I think it is going to be long. Yeah, they're going to spend the first is... hour and a half on origin stories. Yeah, and then on top of that, bro, this is the swan song for a lot of actors that are not going to be playing these parts anymore. So, yeah, like they can take all the time they need, honestly. Yeah. Um. Oh. Oh, uh, best uh, best Stan Lee cameo in in all of his movies. Which one you like? Oh, I I gotta go with um, gotta go with the Black Panther one. That was hilarious because he was just there. There's an old man killing at the tables, and he just takes the winnings of Black Panther, who who you know don't even need money because he's like, oh, you broke bitches, this is <laughs> and. Stanley's like, I'm just gonna hold on to that. It's uh, <laughs> over here, you know. I think the run up to that was the one where they talk about Avengers in New York. Avengers in New York? That's ridiculous. And, he just and then he showed go back and play chess. Yeah. That was dope. Um, let me see. What? Hmm. I think my favorite out of all, well, I don't know which one my favorite is. I do know one of my favorites was, um, Remember the old um Incredible Hulk movie? Not the uh not the first one, but not Ang Lee, but the other one? The the I guess it was the second one out of the Ang Lee ones. Yeah, the one that was uh no 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 Ang Lee didn't do that one. That's why I was like not the Ang Lee one. Okay, uh, fuck it. It's the one that Edward Norton was the main character. Edward Norton. Okay, you remember that one? Remember at the end where he was the old guy and he opened up the um soda that had the blood in it and he drank it. He's yeah. like, That's got some kick to it. I was like, That's Fucked up, cause that's gonna yeah. kill him. <laughs> I was like, no, Stan, don't drink it. I was like, oh no, it's gonna be Hulk Stanley. That shit was tight. I like that one. 
Um, that one, the Black Panther one is funny. Ooh, I know what you, what it was. It's not even a Marvel. It's not even a Marvel movie. It was a Disney movie because he showed up in Big Hero Six at the very fucking end, or not the very end. Oh yeah, that was dope. He, he turned out to be old dude's dad, and yeah. he was like, "But I wear my underwear on the outside," and it's like, "Me too, bro." And I was like, "Oh shit, that's cold as fuck." That was cool. You know, he was also in Mallrats, too, right? Oh, well, yeah. That's because at the time, I did not know that um, Silent Bob was a goddamn comic book writer. I just thought he was Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith be fucking with Kevin Smith. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Oh, when he was the old dude in the... Uh, I hated Amazing Spider-Man, but that scene when he was fighting a lizard and he was in the library and he was just jamming. And oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's they, like fighting lizard. Yeah, they yeah. they getting fucked up back here and staying just jamming and shit. Yeah, he even showed up sick. in like all the current uh animated shit. He was in Ultimate Spider Man that was on uh Disney XD, and he was he, the, was, he was actually in the uh original um or not the original. I'm sorry, the '92 animated Spider Man, the one that used to come on Fox. He was in yeah, that too. He was the in very there. last episode. Peter Parker swing through. Yeah, and he, he was at his desk. In. That was crazy. Uh-huh. That, I, yeah, I forgot that he did show up in that. The only, you know, the only anime series he didn't show up in was X-Men. Yeah. I remember he was in the Fox one because they went swinging around the fucking city for a while. Yeah, and he was just And like, I was like, that's just an old guy. white dude on the back of Spider-Man. <laughs> But man, Stan's been in, he's been doing cameos since like 90, right? Yeah, he has, because he, he wasn't in the Fantastic Four cartoons. He was, he yeah, was in the was movie, only, though. It was only Spider Man, because he, like, oh. him and his wife really loved Spider Man. Like, Absolutely. that was their baby. Mm-hmm. And that's why he made it, because she was an actress, and that's why he got her to be in as Madam Web on, mm-hmm. uh, 92 Spider-Man. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Stan's always been that dude. Yes, man. And he gave us so many great heroes. and Got all, you know, like, I mean, you know, respectful heroes came from their respectful people. Like, I think Daredevil was created by, oh, God, I can't even think. But I know Todd McFarlane helped write the Daredevil comic mm-hmm. and something else but it, yeah like I mean you know like if it wasn't for Stanley's direction we wouldn't have gotten a lot of those and a lot of those characters would never have gotten their own comics so Stanley you know I couldn't meet you but thank you for inspiring me to want to create I mean you're one of the inspirations Shigeru Miyamoto will always be my number one inspiration for getting into it and same thing with, it's times with him and the god of Fall Fantasy uh Saiichi but yeah, Stan Lee definitely showed us anything was possible. You know, true. I I just appreciated him for showing me a world where cartoons can exist in pages of a book, because I was an, quite the avid young reader. But I, I just oh man, because God knows I I hit comic books before I hit anime, and that was a shit storm that nobody thought of, nobody saw coming. And, you know, that was uh, a lot of people. That was the gateway. 
because Marvel is one of the few companies to go over and cross uh, promote and cross like create with uh, Japanese manga writers. Hmm. True. I can believe it. So I mean, you know, he definitely paved the way. Definitely paved the way. Yeah, man. Well, ah, uh, that's uh that's pretty much that's all we can really do. Yeah, RIP, Stan. I'm sorry, guys. I know a lot of people want it to be on this. Uh, we'll probably have like a fan show down the line. Nah, uh, y'all was too late. I, I just said they was too late. It's too late to apologize. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah, we have we have big plans for 2019. A lot more guests, a lot more stuff. Yeah, so so just stay tuned, guys. Uh, but again, you know, thank you to Marvel and Stan Lee. Thank you, Stan Lee, for help create Marvel and just not even create Marvel. Thank you for being the creative and ex, uh, eccentric person that he was. Yeah. Like, I mean, just, oh, fuck, man. I, I mean, I could go on. But, but you know what, though? Like, before we go, I got to say this, man, because you know it's coming, and, and I do, too. You know the movie is coming, the biopic. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I just hope whoever they get can really play good Stanley. Now, I'm not a picky person, but I got to say Brian Cranston. You mean Heisenberg? Yes. Mm, I don't know. I would, I would love to see him as a young Stanley. Now they probably, I would say, get two, but I would love to see him as young Stanley, and then old Stanley. Well, no, actually, he could do both. He could do both. I don't even know if I need a Stanley biopic. I, I mean, I'll buy his book, but I would much rather. You know what they need instead of a biopic? Give me a Netflix documentary. That's what I want. Even better. That's the that happy medium. Well, uh, we lost the legend, guys. Uh, show your support. Go buy it. Go buy a damn comic book. Go read a book, kids. It's great. Read a motherfucking book. It's great. In the words of Chris Rock and uh, Lil John. And also, if you see your local comic book creator out there struggling, guys, buy his comic. Because you know what? You know who started in that same position? Motherfucking Stanley. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for people taking a chance on his creation, we wouldn't have all the good shit now. So when you see somebody out there, support as much as you can. You may not be able to buy anything, but share. Share don't cost shit. It does not cost you shit. True. Share that motherfucker. Don't don't cost nothing. Share it. Because you know what? It means the world to creators when you share their shit. Even if you can't donate to my video game and you just share that shit out, I'll be more appreciative too. So just please. When you see your local comic book person struggling or you're in a group and some dude's like, oh, I'm working on the comic book, ask him questions. Ask what it's about. Share his shit. Even if you're like, ah, I don't think anybody in our group would care, share it because you never know who's watching. You never know what could happen. True. Oh. Fuck about say I, I can't really top that one. Um, I'm Elroy. Fuck it. My, my, I just got my soapbox. I, I mean, you did. But I, do your thing, bro. It's, it's half of your show, too. Uh, but I, I, I literally can't top that, so I'm signing the fuck off. I'm Elroy. <laughs> All right. I'm Rockman 3K3, guys. And fucking Excelsior. We the nerd play Marvel Stanley forever. Excelsior. Hi, heroes. 
This is Stan Lee coming at you. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior! <laughs>